0: Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from our listeners. This week, I want to thank Susan, Claire, and Giovanna. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you love this show, help us pay for it. Make a one-time donation or a recurring one through PayPal or on Patreon.com. Links in the show notes. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today we're tackling an email from one of you. You can always send us an email if you have a question or have a show idea. Write to us at bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. So Tiffany, this is going to be heavy on you because you're the one living over in Rome and I'm over in Seattle This is a question from Maddie. Maddie writes, Hello, I discovered your podcast early this spring, and I'm cannonballing through it. (laughs) Great description, by the way. I listen every day at work. Winemaking is a career where podcasts are an absolute necessity for sanity. I'm hoping to move to Tuscany to make wine someday, and your podcast is really helping set my expectations. The one thing that I have been looking for guidance on, but haven't really found any solid resources for, is casual Italian street fashion. I know that only tourists wear jeans and leggings, but I'd love for an episode where you really delve into what to wear casually around Italy to not seem totally out of place. Additionally, while I am still relatively new in the world of winemaking, I do know quite a lot about it, and if you ever wanted to do an episode about winemaking and the differences around the world, I would be happy to talk about it. I'm a gigantic wine nerd, and I love sharing the knowledge whenever I can. Cheers. Well, maybe we will, Maddie. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but the question at hand today is casual Italian street fashion, or more broadly, what in the world could all of us, even if we're tourists, wear to blend into Italy more than we might otherwise?
1: Right. Well, this heart, you know, this email kind of reminds me of your interview with Robert Fulghum
0: mm-hmm. because
1: he talks about how he wants to blend in, and whenever he's traveling. He that really struck me that he that he always makes a, a concerted effort to dress like the locals to the point of putting oil in his hair when he's in Argentina. I love that. You know, I loved how he put it. I'm not trying to pretend to be someone I'm not. I'm trying to not stick out so I can be part of this world instead of just being outside watching it.
0: Yeah, trying to be less of an observer and more of a yeah a part. Yes, I really appreciate that. It probably would affect the way that people treat you as well,
1: I imagine. For they sure. They still might know you're foreign, but it might not be so obvious. It might not be so obvious. And you might, who knows, strike up a conversation with someone and practice your Italian, as the case may be if we're talking about Italy. I will put this something out there first, though, which is that I am not a fashion expert or even a fashion enthusiast. I very reluctantly dress. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that's not what I meant. I'm kind of the same way about food that I that I'm about fashion. It's like I need to eat. I realize that. And I do enjoy, I seriously do enjoy some foods. I really take take pleasure in some foods, but I'm not passionate about it. I can't get passionate about it. And it, And it's the same with fashion. I have to drag myself out to go shopping. And I have a hard time even really being aware of what's stylish and what isn't.
0: See, this is very odd, Tiffany, because I actually think of you as being quite fashionable and probably one of the more fashionable of my friends. Oh, well, thank you. But the most important question here is how good of an observer are you?
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: it. What are the people wearing around you?
1: Well, I have been trying to observe this because I want to try, at least with minimal effort, to not look like I'm living in the wrong decade. But I'll I'll give you a couple of really basic things that are easy. The number one thing that I can think of is tight pants. you got to wear tight pants whether you're a man or a woman, it is all about the tight pants. And I think that the for men is really when it's like surprising. When you look at a guy who looks totally normal, <laughs> normal, quote unquote normal, he could totally be in the United States, for example, an American guy, maybe not completely. American men don't really wear cardigans. <laughs> but when <laughs> the waist up, he looks pretty standard. And then you look down and he's wearing these super tight pants. I mean tight all the way to the ankles you know, and like you can see a strip of flesh before their socks start. I don't spend a lot of time in the United States. So maybe this fashion has arrived on that side of the ocean. But I have a hard time imagining like the typical American guy wearing super tight jeans.
0: Yeah, but she, I mean, she said in her letter that she thought that jeans were not a thing in Italy. So is that not true?
1: No, no, no. Jeans are a thing. You can wear jeans. They just have to be tight. Very tight. Which Very tight. would not be great for winemaking. <laughs> you know, when I first was one of the first times I spent any decent amount of time in Italy, probably in college, and and I was in the shop trying on a pair of pants, and I just remember saying to the shopkeeper, no, 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 this, these pants are too small for me. And she's like, what are you talking about? They're perfect. These pants are so tight, I couldn't slip a pencil in the waist of these pants. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 that's how you wear pants here. And I mean, okay, that was a, that was a long time ago, Katie. I don't want to say how long ago it was, but it's still really true that you wear tight pants. But now it's not just tight on top, it's got to be tight all the way down to your ankles. So that's a big one. And another thing is, if you're here in the winter, is the puffer jacket. Ah. Italians love that, like the women, particularly, but men too, surprisingly. But they love the puffer jacket. They bring it out the first of October. <laughs> like all of my ex fat friends, we make fun of them because in Rome, like October is usually so warm. This year it wasn't. But It's October, you got to have the puffer coat on. I do
0: remember you telling me once that in Italy to blend in, you need to dress for the season, not for how it actually feels outside. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) So it could be 75
0: degrees in October and you still have to wear your winter jacket.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I try to fight that. I always try to see how late in the year I can push getting out my coat. This year, I failed. I got it out in November. Do you have a puffer coat? Yeah, I do, actually. It was a hand-me-down, like almost all my clothes. Uh, it's a hand-me-down for my mom. She came to Rome a couple of winters ago, and uh, she had this really cool, unusual American one. And, and she was like, you know what? You can have this. So actually, I do have one, but I would never have bought it for myself. I'm not trendy. You say I'm fashionable. I appreciate that. But I feel like I don't really follow the trends. So I have kind of a classic look. You know, I like a nice, fitted wool coat. That's what I like, knee length if possible. So so I do have one, but only because it's a it's a hand-me-down. But I totally fit in when I wear it. Whenever I wear it, I feel like I'm, you know, especially because it's got like the big hood, the big like faux fur lined hood, you know, and I feel like I could be on an Italian ski slope. Okay, what else? What's the third thing? This is classic. Everybody knows this, but Italians don't wear sweats for the most part. I will say this is slowly changing. You can see this particularly more in like, the outskirts of the city where I live, you know, sometimes the moms pick up their kids in in sweats. I feel like you wouldn't have seen that 15 years ago. You definitely won't see that in the center as much. What about like yoga pants, like the leggings?
0: Um, Because those are bigger over here. No,
1: no. The only times people are wearing leggings is if they're leggings that are made to go under a big sweater. Mm. You know, those big long sweaters that go like halfway down your thigh that are sort of too short to wear as a dress. Yeah. But if you put leggings under them, they look really great, like maybe with a pair of boots. That's a classic Italian look, like the big, chunky sweater dress, sweater slash dress with like a like a huge turtleneck. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like that turtleneck that's like three feet tall. Yeah, it's like the cowl neck. Yes, there you go. That's the precise word. And then like a pair of boots and leggings. Like that, yes. Now, when I was there,
0: which is back 2013, 14, It was in a period of time where everybody was like
1: covered in studs. That is just a perennial. Okay. So that's just standard. Okay. It's just metal. Like Italians wear metal more than I think Americans do. Like zippers. I just, (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've been looking for like even just a black purse. And I can't find something that isn't covered with gold colored zippers or studs. Or just other hardware. Yes. Like same with boots. It's very difficult to find a really classic pair of boots that doesn't have hardware on it. Mm -hmm. And leather jackets, same thing. Even jeans. Like so many times you you look for jeans and they've got like some kind of chain somewhere on them.
0: I mean, you're sort of describing young
1: people fashion. which That's very young. That is very young.
0: Yes. I'm guessing since you're early to winemaking that maybe you're on the younger side. But I think of like classic Italian clothes like when I think about what are people wearing in the neighborhood around where I was living it was older women with a skirt slightly below the knee wearing hose and a certain kind of slight pump you're talking about the
1: old ladies how they dress
0: yeah and then the men ranging in age if they're in any kind of business are wearing a blue suit
1: very common blue blue is a very big color here You know what else I noticed with men? When I first moved here, you'll find a man. And to me, this is totally goes against all my fashion instincts. But the guy who was dressed like this, who I was dating thousands of years ago, it feels like basically when I told him, you can't do this, it looks horrible. He was like, you're American. Like that was his response. I'm Italian, you're American. You don't get to tell me I'm not dressing properly. What was he wearing? He was wearing beige shoes with a dark blue suit. His shoes were lighter than beige. They were tan. They were very, very light tan with a like navy blue or very dark blue suit. I just thought it looked so bad. You got to wear dark, dark shoes. I remember seeing that all over. Yeah. That's totally right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know why they do it. I'm going to put this out there and this might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think with the exception of high fashion, I don't think that Italians are necessarily better dressers than Americans. I think that they do a lot of tacky things. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I'm not saying that I think walking around in ripped up jeans and a huge sweatshirt and your hair, I'm all messy, like so many Americans do. Like, I'm not saying that that is better. Okay. The studs, jeans with chains on them, the the light shoes with a dark suit, and also... You know when you know when you go through the marriage phase, mm-hmm. like when all your friends are getting married? Yeah. So we were going to a lot of weddings back in the day, and these Italian grooms were so often wearing suit jackets that had just like a little bit of a sparkle to them. Mm. It's not like there was glitter <laughs> on their suit jacket. It was sort of like somewhere embedded within the fabric was this very subtle sparkle that you could see if the sun shone on it a certain way. And I mean we just would just roll our not roll our eyes, but just like face palm, like, oh my god, like why are you wearing a sparkly suit jacket? Italians do stuff like this. I do think that Americans are altogether too casual. Mm-hmm. Um, just too casual as a just as a species, they're too casual. Especially the men. Yeah. Men are way too casual.
0: Yeah, it's true. I, I do think that we are, um, as a nation in general, very casual particularly here on the west coast i think about as casual as they come yeah (laughs) so i mean particularly in seattle it's it's shifting a little bit because the tech industry is growing so rapidly here that Mm. a lot of people are moving here so it's sort of starting to shuffle the cards a little bit people are starting to look a little different But, of course, the standard look in Seattle, at least if you're a a man, is that you have to have a beard of some kind. Really? You don't have to, but everybody does. You have a beard of some kind. Your pants definitely sag somewhat in the butt, certainly, or maybe are the wrong size. I had a theory for a while that actually the thing about Seattle was that every man dressed in a size too large for them. Hmm. And I mentioned that to a friend of mine once, a man. (laughs) who was in the process of cleaning out his closet and I said well look around and make sure your clothes aren't one size too large for you because it seems normal but it's it's just normal because that's what everybody in Seattle does and he looked around and he started noticing that it does look like every man in Seattle's wearing clothes that are too big for them and then he went to the store and he tried on a shirt one size smaller than what he normally bought and it looked way better on him. And he's like, and I was wearing the wrong size too. So he ended up having to go down to a medium and he had been wearing a large. And I think that that's pretty chronic Seattle that's chronic America I think yeah maybe we we think that we can tent ourselves in more fabric I don't know why yeah we have a lot of plaids here still we got a lot of big boots here we got a lot of outdoor wear because you know the weather is not the easiest to deal with so a lot of like Gore-Tex and fleece and the things that keep you warm and dry in a climate like this so it's definitely not always fashionable it's more like can you survive in the wilderness (laughs)
1: It's more the look that people go for here. But I think that that wilderness clothing has become the style, though. Right. It started out as a necessity, but it's a necessity that has now influenced the style of the city. Yeah. And so people dress like that, even if they're going from their their garage in front of their house to the parking garage of their building and back again, and they never have to go out in the rain. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're still wearing that same type of clothes because it's become the fashion.
0: Yeah, it's both. And of course, the grunge era because grunge started here. And so the plaids and that some of the influence is still around. You can't notice it as much, but it's in the undercurrent, I think. Mm -hmm. But it is also it's just cold here because it's it's not cold, cold, but it's wet cold. And so I think because of that, even if you're not going very far, people still tend to kind of wear bundly stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily my favorite look. Yes. I wouldn't mind if there was a wider range going on. And the women here have a much wider range, I would say. It would be really hard for me to pin down exactly what is Seattle women's fashion. That would be much harder to say. Although they will have their fair share of Gore-Tex jackets.
1: Well, if they're going out in the rain. Yep. I get it. Um, I was going to say, yeah, my husband, you know, when he's in the States, he has to buy, the sizes are so different because when he's in Italy, like a large in Italy, it's so much smaller than a large in the u.s i feel like a large in the u.s is like a tent
0: yeah it's interesting too and we keep moving it around back in the day you know i used to wear like a two then it dropped to a one then it was a zero then it was a double zero now it's kind of gone back to zero or sometimes two it's all this mind trickery (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's (laughs) yeah well
1: that's what they do for women because some, some shops do it because they say okay it starts with one shop, and they're like, okay, let's put our numbers down by two, and that way, if she walks in here, and she's like, oh my gosh, I, I can fit into this four size four pants, I'm going to buy them for that reason. That's mind trickery. With the shirts, I think it's just people wear their shirts, their t-shirts, men wear their t-shirts really huge. I look at the way my husband's t-shirts fit. You can see the contours of his body. yes. And in America, you can't, it's, you just see this giant t-shirt. And it, it personally, I don't, I mean, I don't want my husband to wear a shirt that's so skin tight, but it has, you know, has to be somewhat form-fitting.
0: So what's your advice for our listener as far as if she she has to wear a, a shirt in Italy? Is it going to be a tighter shirt?
1: No, it's not the same. I wouldn't say that it's the same for women. That's a men's t-shirt's issue. Okay. Women, I doubt it makes that much of a difference. But I will say that colors are much more muted here for the most part. You got a lot of beige going on, a lot of taupe, navy blue, a lot of black, and I think that that is one of the differences you'll see with the way at least what I would consider stylish women they're not wearing as, this is another thing I don't follow, because I wear really bright colors. But I think for the most part, women aren't wearing quite as bright of colors. Now, this is not obviously taking into account some of the super high end, like Roberto Cavalli, like Versace, like that over the top, like that's every color in the rainbow in like one shirt. Yes. So I'm not talking about high, high, high end fashion. That's another beast. I'm talking about, you know, middle of the road, like she said, sort of street casual, but not super casual that you're out in your sweats, but also not fancy. I just feel like you're seeing people who just put in a little bit more effort. So you might not be wearing high heels, but you're probably wearing boots, some kind of boot if you're out in the city in the wintertime, a leather ankle boot or something. Your jeans are tighter, you're wearing more muted colors. You're not gonna see people wearing flip-flops, period. People do not wear flip-flops out on the street.
0: So what else should she leave at home or any of us as a tourist to Rome? What should we definitely leave at home if we don't want to stand out? Besides flip-flops, of course.
1: Shorts, really, for men, particularly. Men don't really wear shorts here. Mm-hmm. I think the differences are much stronger, like you were saying, with the men's fashion mm-hmm. than with the women's fashion. Women are more a little bit more versatile. They'll notice bigger differences in what different women wear. But for men, like, don't bring a pair of shorts to Rome in the summertime. Wear long pants. Women can get, get away with shorts. Which is counterintuitive in a way because it's just so hot there in the summer. I know. So hot. I know. It It really is. I mean, if you're at the beach, wear shorts. I'm talking about, like, city wear. Now, one of the things that's kind
0: of hip, and believe me when I say hip, you kind of you can roll your eyes a little bit because, yeah, like, Katie knows. <laughs> 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 but what I have observed amongst the young people, is that they seem to like to wear fanny packs sometimes here. Now, they've brought it back. They have brought it back. Now, I have seen fanny packs on plenty of tourists, Mm -hmm. but never in a way where I felt like, where I didn't think there's a tourist right there. So are
1: they bringing the fanny pack back in Italy? Uh, Not really. I think that some... Young people who can get away with anything—you know that age where you, you, when you've got the the youth and you've also got the, the balls, in a sense. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but like, mm-hmm. you know, you can get away with almost anything. Yeah. Who brought mom jeans back? Like, who made mom jeans popular? Nobody knows who did it. Maybe it was Jessica Simpson. I don't know. But somebody was brave enough to be like, I can pull off mom jeans and make them look cool, and now everybody's wearing mom jeans except me. So it's it's that kind of thing. So you'll see young people out. And you really have to go to, like, Via del Corso to see this. And I don't spend a lot of time on Via del Corso, so I don't see it that often. But, like, you'll see a really, like, hip, young Italian guy with a baby pink sweatshirt on. Sometimes even, like, an entire sweatshirt, sweatpants, like the whole baby pink, mm-hmm. bubblegum pink. These really crazy shoes and crazy sunglasses, like sunglasses like you've never seen before that are laughable. I remember seeing this friend of mine once just running into him uh, in the street and he was wearing these gigantic sunglasses. and I was like almost covering my mouth wanting to laugh at him. This was actually an English guy, but he had been become so Italianized. The next summer, everybody had those glasses, everybody. So certain Italians, especially when they're very young, they almost start these trends or they follow these ridiculous trends so fast because they know that the next year everybody's going to be wearing this stuff. Uh, And so you you will see things, like crazy things, like it's almost like they're pushing the envelope on purpose. Who can look more ridiculous? The guy with a fanny pack, the guy in the bubblegum pink sweatsuit, or the the girl in the mom jeans. I don't know, but they they managed to get away with it. I don't follow that young, super young, trendy Fashion as much. So, I'm kind of more talking about what you see like a young professional woman wearing on the street in Rome. They wear a lot of scarves. They'll wear a lot more scarves. And by scarves, I don't mean like a thick, chunky knitted scarf, silk scarf, or like a pashmina, like a very large pashmina. You'll see that a lot. And I think for me personally, I wear pashminas all the time. I love scarves in general as an accessory. It's my favorite accessory. But it's not just because of their fashion quality but because in Rome the temperature changes dramatically in the course of a day especially in the fall and the spring obviously so you can go out in the morning and it can be quite nippy quite cold but by noon you're sweating in a tank top almost so having a pashmina is a great way to be warm without having to like drag your coat around and then be too hot that's a common thing that you see here's something else you don't see and I think it's a terrible shame. You don't see hats in the summer. Unless it's a baseball cap, again, like someone who's super young, you will not see like a sun hat unless you're at the beach. And so I know that when I wear my little straw hat, everyone who sees me pegs me as a tourist. So that's probably the number one way you can peg a tourist in Rome, especially a woman, is if she's wearing like a straw summer hat in the summer. The Italian women just won't wear them.
0: Well, one final question, because I know when I was in Rome, I would often spend all day walking,
1: Mm -hmm. I'd walk
0: 13 miles or something in a day. Mm -hmm. And so as a result of that, I often wore athletic shoes, of course, because any boot, anything else I owned would just be exhausting after a
1: while. But do you see people walking around in athletic shoes? You do, you do. I think, again, probably more than you used to. And it depends what part of town you're in as well. Like there are certain neighborhoods in Rome that are just dressier, like the Spanish Steps, like Parioli, they're just parts of town where you're gonna to want to look a little bit more fashionable. Trastevere is much less fancy, yeah. So you you will see people wearing wearing sneakers because you know Italian women are gonna spend an entire day out as well. And although they they will walk around in high heels, I mean no one can really walk around a city like Rome all day in high heels. You can do it for a half an hour, but all day and you're going to kill yourself. Yes. So yes, you see it more, but they're definitely going to be trendy sneakers, Katie.
0: Yes. Okay, fair enough.
1: They're not going to be like ratty old sneakers (laughs) you wore to the gym that morning.
0: (laughs) Clown (laughs) shoes, as we call those in my household. All right, Maddie, I hope that's helpful for you blending in. You now know that it's not going to be that hard of a lift to blend in around Italy when you finally get there. And thanks for writing with that question. Yeah. And again, I will remind all of you that if you ever have a question or an idea for a show that you really want, we are receptive to those ideas. Just send us a note. right to Podcast at gmail.com. If you're a Patreon subscriber, the people who get two bonus episodes a month and some live meetups and all that other good stuff, which by the way, we're planning to do another live meetup to celebrate, to ring in the new year. Uh, So we're probably going to do that in very early January to celebrate the fact that it is now 2022. But for those of you who are on Patreon, you know also that you can always send in a question that, that you feel doesn't actually fit the main show, and we'll answer it on the bonus episodes. And you can write to us through the Patreon app. Of course, you can
1: also reach us through social media. Of course, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for The Bittersweet Life and you will find us.
0: Yes. And you'll also find links in the show notes if you want to support the show, please do so. And if you've never written us a review
1: before. Get on that. Yes, reviews are so easy, they're free, and they really, really are helpful for us because it will make people be able to find the show who haven't not found it already.
0: Yes, it also lightens up my inbox, because I don't know if you know, Tiffany, that I get a report on the show, like where it is in the rankings every week, and if it has a new review on it, that's listed within that report Uh and it has been months
1: really since
0: we've gotten another a new
1: review yeah yeah guys that is the best low effort low cost no cost way of supporting this show is to write us a review a written review not just the five stars but a actual written review and i mean it really can just be one or two sentences so it doesn't have to take a long time you can do that on your apple podcasts yeah and then it will be like a nice
0: soothing christmas card to me when it says your ranking dropped in switzerland i'm like oh but you got another review oh (laughs) so anyway we'll leave it there thank you so much for supporting the show and for listening and until next time this is the bittersweet life i'm katie sewell i'm tiffany barks join us again bye